The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. The Explorers podcast is sponsored by RM Capital, a provider of specialist small to mid-cap corporate advisory and boutique wealth management services. Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perro columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. Now today we're in Garen Perro's backyard, or more specifically in the Victorian gold fields, where we're catching up with North Store Minerals. It trades under the code NSM, or November Sierra Mike, and last traded at 32 cents for a market cap of around 38 million. North Store was spun out of the privately held Stall gold mines in October last year to undertake, as its name suggests, exploration to the north of the Store gold mine and historic producer of more than 5 million ounces of gold and still counting. Now, Stall is uh, the western point of Victoria's famed Golden Triangle. And while its production history dates back to the 1850s, it needs to be remembered that in the modern day life under Store gold mines, it's added 600,000 ounces to its gold reserves in the last two and a half years. Now, as we all know, there's uh, that effort alone and the uh, effort by uh, Kirkland Lake over at Fosterville where a 2.7 million ounce swan zone redrew the uh, table of profitable mines around the world. There's a bit of a gold renaissance in uh, Victorian exploration and North Stall is obviously in the thick of it. We've actually got about 30 gold explorers active in the state now, but few have the walk-up start that North Stall does. Courtesy of the data and knowledge, it has access to from 40 years of operation by Stall Gold Mines. Now, while the store gold mine deposit daylighted for the old times, the potential for repeat multi-ounce discoveries to the north of the mine was kept from them by the veneer of Murray Basin sediments marking rocks to the north. This is where North Store comes in, drawing on that historical data and understanding, as well as modern exploration tools like geochemistry and geophysics. Its program is building up a head of steam, and we have its CEO, Russell Krauss, with us today, for an update on where things are at and what to look out for. G'day, Russell. Thanks for your time today and welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Barry. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, uh, Russell, um, if you could put North Stall, the exploration upside that you see, to obviously to the north of the Stall Gold Mine, which is where the company gets its name from, but what is uh, this talk a bit about the Stall Gold Mine, the data dome, and the repeat uh, potential for repeats that the company sees to the north? Stall Gold Mine, as you've rightly said, has been around for quite a period of time and has been a uh, an historic icon, I suppose, um, in the Victorian gold mining um, scene. Um, the mine was uh, recently um, purchased and taken out of mothballs by um, Arate Capital, um, Arate Capital Partners, I should say, um, and redeveloped. Com- uh, production was recommenced um, about uh, two years ago and uh, the mine is operating successfully and continuing to expand. Um, what Arate and the team at uh, Stall Gold Mines have done has looked around and increased the reserves. There have been a, a quite an aggressive drilling campaign um, underground there. The resource numbers keep on coming up. Production keeps, keeps on growing. Um, 
and uh, the mine itself um, is is doing particularly well. What the owners of that mine um, looked at was the opportunity for, as you say, those repeat occurrences of that Magdala Dome, which is the primary structure which hosts the uh, the gold system um, at Stool. Um, the geology of the area indicates that that corridor, that Stool corridor, um, bound by a couple of major fault um, lines. Um, has the potential and the, the the geological occurrences to actually carry a significant number of potentially of Magdala type structures. Now, whether they're as large as the one at the mine at Stool or not uh, remains to be seen. The difficulty you have with um, finding these repeats is that, as you rightly said earlier in your introduction, as you head further north away from stall you get less outcrop and more Burry Basin cover so without the outcrop it's not as obvious as where these uh, structures potentially lie so we've had to do um, a significant amount of geophysical and geochemical work um, and at great expense actually to try and understand the depth of cover what the structures are under the basin the various faulting systems that are likely to carry the gold and use all of the historic data from the stall gold mine um, and the knowledge gained from the people that are working there um, in order to actually give us the potential uh, chemical and geophysical signatures to uncover some of these Magdala domes. What we've done at North Stall Minerals <clears throat> is over the past 12 months um, collate a lot of this data and particularly over the last three or four months refine that data significantly and we've identified the potential of quite a number of um, targets, uh, Magdala-style dome targets um, in the North Stall region. We believe that there's probably a minimum of, uh, of 12 such potential targets. That's what our initial work has found out. Mm -hmm. And literally numerous multiple anomalies which look like they are gold-bearing anomalies. So our role is now to test those and uh, see what we can actually find. Right. Uh, just recently, there was a, an announcement from the company about the radio prospect, which I think is about 40 k's uh, to the north of the Stor Gold Mine. So that's a basalt dome structure you'll be testing in an upcoming program? That's exactly what it is. So um, over the past two weeks, we've put uh, 28 holes into that, uh, just RC holes into that structure. So we've done about 2,500 uh, metres of drilling um, there just to test this theory. Now, the cover in that particular area um, is between 30 and um, 60 metres of uh, Murray Basin sediment. So the reason that we identified, it's, it's simply just in the middle of a pasture area, um, the reason we identified or were able to identify this area as a potential target was based on the, uh, the geophysical work that was done that indicated that there was a dome-like structure underneath that cover. So the test results um, we don't have yet as far as um, assays back from those drill holes because we've only just sent the first batch in um, last week for assaying. What we have done though is we have seen from the um, just from the logging of the holes that uh, we have encountered at the appropriate depths according to the geophysical work that we've done, um, basalt intercept, intersections, um, quartz veining, um, etc. and all the things that look like um, their gold-bearing um, anomaly. So, whilst we need to um, whilst we need to wait for for the results and the confirmation, 
um, the initial work has our geological team quite excited about uh, what they've seen. And we're on the path to, I think, um, verifying some of the techniques that we've used and justifying their, their performance. Right. And given you have uh, more than a dozen of these sort of structures, why uh, the radio prospect? Why was that chosen initially? To be, to be perfectly honest, we, we're not drilling these structures in terms of priority or anything mm-hmm. like that. What we're actually doing is, is, is testing our theories and actually the weather and access will actually determine um, you know, the, the priority of, right. of actually accessing the properties to actually put the drill rigs on. Obviously, we're in a, a farming region in, um, in, in the stall um, corridor there. Um, we've got, obviously, negotiate uh, access agreements with the landowners. Um, there's cropping considerations, but primarily there's weather considerations as well. Um, we don't really want to be putting um, drill rigs onto uh, softer Murray Basin cover or sediments that might be very good for agriculture, but they're not too good as far as getting um, heavy equipment bogged and the like. So um, access is primarily the reason that's going to determine the priority of our drilling campaign, not the quality of the target per se, because we're hopeful that that some of these targets are going to yield and we're not sure which ones are going to uh, supply us with the right result yet. Right. So have you... uh... Is the drill rig available to be moved to the next stone or the next target? The drill rig uh, currently um, was just completed the uh, the radio targets uh, yesterday. Um, that is now off-site for 10 days, and then it'll be returning basically continuously for the next six months, so primarily the over the summer period. Obviously, um, the winter rain um, prevents access with heavy equipment on, on a lot of the properties, so... Uh, We've actually um, we've actually sort of weatherproofed our program somewhat by gaining roadside access, um, applying for the appropriate permits, and having those secured, so that we can actually move that rig around going forward, weather conditions permitting, um, and getting into positions where we can drill irrespective of the uh, of the rain. So, uh, if you look at uh, some of the company's recent announcements, uh, I see Ashens, uh, Galathlees, Glenorchy. These are all targets that will be drilled as the months unfold into the summer months. Absolutely correct. I think Galatley's probably the next cab off the rank, shall we say. Um, again, weather conditions uh, permitting. And how are you finding the uh, farmers? Are they friendly chaps letting you on? Well, I suppose the good thing is that historically you've had the, uh, the stool gold mines operate in the area mm-hmm. um, and the stool team, the stool gold mines team, has a very, very good community program. Um, consequently, there's there's very good communication with with landholders, and I think we've developed a reputation of actually, or as a group, developed a reputation of actually caring for the land and not causing damage. That so we're we're quite careful and, and conscious that we're on other people's property. So we do what we can, and we clean up our mess, and we make as little mess as possible. And just in that area as well, obviously the uh, the water tables are uh, can be a problem when you're drilling. Um, simply because some of those water tables you're drilling through saline solutions and you do not want to be spraying um, saline water over over farmers' paddocks, etc. So we're very, very careful with our water management and our general management preparation around drill sites. So we leave as small a footprint as we possibly can and we leave the area as clean and as tidy as it can possibly be. So uh, we focus very much on that. And as I said, we've got a very strong community team which we use to... Um, pass on the information and so everyone understands completely what we're doing and look there's the odd farmer that doesn't uh, 
doesn't want us on the on the properties, but by and large, we found the uh, the farming community quite supportive. I think they're probably aware at just how much value that um, mine creates for the region, and uh, as such, they're they're supportive of of, of it being um, successful and continuing. And it's not as if you're cramped. I think you've got 50 k's of strike to test, more or less. That's that's pretty much right, uh, Barry. We've got um, round figures. We've got uh, just over 600 square kilometres of um, prospective tenements. Um, so there's, there's there's a host of targets in those tenements. And, you know, whilst I've picked out basically or our team's picked out 12 that we're more or less starting on, that's by no means the, uh, the end of it. Right. We're talking at a point where the Victorian government is apparently about to finally release some exploration blocks around the Fossil area. Um, I'm not aware whether the company's applied for those, but would you expect a uh, an increased investor interest in Victoria post the issuing of those blocks? I would think so. I think, look, you know, um, Victorian gold mining generally has had somewhat of a renaissance um, in recent years and, um, you know, Fosterville, Stall and the like have been featured fairly significantly in that renaissance, um, particularly Fosterville, courtesy of the size of the, the mine, etc. So I think that, um, you know, Victoria is well and truly on the, on the map again and, as you mentioned earlier, there's now something like 30-odd explorers working in the area. So that says something must be going the right way. Yeah, the drilling that has just been completed at Radio Prospect, very much reconnaissance air core drilling in nature. Uh, but as you work through these various targets, you'll get to the stage where you'll start prioritising um, RC diamond drilling. Uh, when to follow up, uh, what are hopefully encouraging results, when do you see that sort of program being wheeled out? Well, we're in the process of trying to secure some rigs for that pro- for that um, for that exact work now. Um, and I would expect that from what we're hearing at the moment and what we're seeing, we'll probably have um, RC or Diamond Rig um, operating. Always, always tricky to say, but I mm. suspect um, certainly in the first quarter of next year. Right. The paddocks will be nice and dry by then. Paddocks will be nice and dry by then, for sure and certain. And, and uh, we're hoping that we will uh, have some nice follow-up work for those rigs to be doing. Mm. Uh, something that's interested me uh, from store gold mines, that is, they seem to have a lot of success drilling on the eastern flank of the Magdala Dome, which is uh, historically it's been on the other side. Does that have implications for you guys at all? Look, courtesy of our relationship with store um, gold mines and that being effectively, even though we're a completely independent company, mm-hmm. uh, we have common shareholders in the sense that uh, I think 60-odd percent of our shareholding is the same shareholding that actually owns the store gold mine. Right. As a consequence, we're really the exploration arm for um, store gold mines and probably as a justification or an example just to show that that's absolutely the case, you know, our offices are at store gold mines. We share data where appropriate with store gold mines and store gold mines are currently in the process of looking at expanding their operations somewhat significantly and they're doing that in anticipation of success exploration success both to the north and the south in that corridor so a processing route for a discovery is uh, fairly well laid out yes absolutely and i think that's one of the advantages of the association um you know should we be successful in finding a uh, a nice attractive target that 
can be turned into a mine very quickly. We do not have to go through the process of building a plant or anything like that. We simply have to get our permitting done for the mining operation and uh, the plant is at stall and um, we are there to uh, supply them with hopefully some good quality gold bearing ore. Mm, okay. And just a, a little update on uh, the Wildwood Dome, where I think there's a, a small resource already um, and some historical results, you know, 12, uh, 12 metres at almost 10 grams a tonne. Is uh, Wildwood uh, taking a back seat while you get uh, this Greenfields exploration kit going? Wildwood is taking a back seat. It's certainly not forgotten about, though. There is a small resource there. We've just noticed that the structures, and, and it's largely as a consequence of the geophysical work that's been done post the drilling of Wildwood, it indicates that that is slightly deeper and it's a lot more fractured fractured um, than what was originally believed. So we will um, explore the areas um, more or less around, or actually to the north and to the uh, west of Wildwood. Um, and once we feel as though that we understand the structures um, a little bit more, we'll come back and we'll revisit um, Wildwood at some point in the future because we do believe that there's, uh, well, we know for a start there is a, a small resource there. Um, we expect that resource is capable of being expanded. Uh, and, of course, that corridor is known for other styles of gold mineralisation, um, not necessarily that is associated with the domes. Doing much work on that front or is it uh, the domes very much the focus? Well, domes are probably the easier of the uh, two structures to actually follow up at this point in time, and that's where the main area of focus is. But obviously, um, you know, the Wonga um, pit, uh, which is part of Stall Gold Mines, mm-hmm. um, operated in the past, and that is a completely different structure to uh, the Magdala structure, uh, yet it's only basically a kilometre kilometer and a half away. Um, those, there's obviously the opportunity for repeats of those Wonga-style structures. We have seen um, some geochemical signatures that indicate that they're potentially there, um, but we'll follow up on the domes first because I think they're probably um, easier to target initially, mm-hmm. but without a doubt, we'll definitely be looking at the Wonga-style deposits going forward. All right, so... A huge uh, land position, lots of uh, juicy targets to get cracking on. How are you off the cash? Oh, I think we're sitting there at about um, eleven million or something like that at the uh, at the moment. Um, the current programs, I think, I've got budgeted around about circa um, four million dollars um, straight off. Um, so we're, we're sitting comfortably with cash at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Now, I mentioned earlier the Fosterville release of the blocks. I know you have the relationship with store gold mines, but I was just wondering, given the dominance of your land position to the north of the store mine, are you getting any approaches from you know, Canadian types who uh, have a particular liking for high-grade Victorian gold? Well, look, there's always people that are, um, that are making approaches. They primarily approach via uh, store gold mines. Mm-hmm. I suppose our main focus at this point in time is just finding a, a nice big deposit. If we can do that, we'll all be happy and... Um, I guess that will cause more approaches to be made. Yeah, that's right. I guess uh, it was a bit of a leading question to um, the market cap of $38 million. If you look at a lot of WA gold explorers who have uh, well, nowhere near the ground position, nowhere near the prospectivity you guys have, the $38 million market cap seems a bit low to me. What's uh, what's holding it back, you think? Well, I think that the um, the only reason that it's sort of more or less held back is it's, it's probably been uh, a little bit of an unknown story mm-hmm. somewhat. Whilst the prospectus was um, oversubscribed, um, I think that 
following that, the, the markets more or less turned a little bit. And, um, you know, the, the stock was originally floated at 50 cents. And as you say, we're currently 32 or 32 and a half or, or whatever it is at the moment. I just think that uh, the story hasn't been told. We have had um, an independent analyst uh, do a review on the uh, on the company, and I think his um, his target valuation was a dollar five. There you go. So I think um, he's in agreement with your assessment, and we're certainly of the view that uh, the stock is undervalued. Um, obviously, with COVID restrictions and things like that, it's it's not as easy to market um, your wares. Um, effectively in the investment community these days. But hopefully that's going to come to an end very shortly and um, you can rest assured that uh, we'll be upping the ante on the marketing front. Yeah, of course. And hopefully have that supported with some good news coming by that drill bit. No, exactly. Okay. Well, anyway, Russell, just bring it all together for investors. What should they be looking out for, say, in the next six months? Well, the next six months... Um, our main priority is to turn that drill bit into those target areas. So I think investors should be focusing on the fact that we're in a gold-bearing region um, historically uh, and it's known to host multi-million ounce deposits. We've got one right at stall itself. So we're going to be testing targets, looking for those sort of those sort of results. And uh, I think we've got every opportunity with the technology we have to um, do a fairly good job at trying to find one. Well, there we go, folks. A uh, very interesting story um, and lots to uh, look out for. Uh, initially, of course, uh, initial results from Radio Prospect, but then dome after dome after dome uh, as uh, the year unfolds. So with that, Russell, thanks for your time today and good luck with it. We'll be watching with interest. Thank you very much, Barry. I am sure that we're going to provide the market with some exciting news going forward. Great stuff. Cheers, mate. This episode of the Explorers podcast was sponsored by RM Corporate Finance, an active participant in emerging companies around the globe.